We are back together. Back together, yes. Back together and back with Jesus. Back with Jesus and his disciples on the plain where he is in the crowd, in relationship with the people who have come from far and near to be healed and to hear him teach. Seeing faces and body language, smelling food and all the odors of humanity, hearing whimpers of babies and groans of aching people, being touched by everyone who came for healing. Knowing our deep needs, fears, and desires, Jesus has just offered a set of blessings and woes that exhort the crowd gathered to live with humility and generosity. And in this next section of his sermon, he talks more specifically about our motivations for how we relate to our co-human beings, and particularly the ones we don't like, or seem to, who seem to stand against us or our values. In Luke 6.35, he sums it up. Love your enemies, do good, and lend expecting nothing in return. David Lose is a Lutheran pastor and scholar whom I follow. He suggests three ways that we can often hear this portion of the Sermon on the Plain. The first is as prescribing a fairly impossible way to live, and thus forcing us to admit our sinfulness or brokenness and turn to God's mercy and grace. The second possibility is that we hear it as a naive dream from someone who really doesn't live in the reality of our competitive, chaotic world. And the third possibility is that we hear it as a list of things that we think we do really well, and others need to live up to the same standards. When we see these commands as humanly impossible, naively utopian, or as rules to self-righteously enforce on others, we use them to dismiss and devalue the deep and life-changing work Jesus asks us to do. What if Jesus' message is about nothing more and nothing less than loving our neighbor as ourself. About treating others the way we would like to be treated. About forgiving those who hurt us instead of seeking violence against them. About forgiving ourselves for hurting those we love and asking forgiveness from God from those we've, and from those we've harmed. What if, instead of a set of rules for living within 
our media and power-defined culture. Jesus is offering a whole other way to live. A way defined by love instead of violence or competition for falsely scarce resources. So we have this invitation, which, like any of Jesus' invitations, is about love, capital L, love that begets love and leads to relationships. Founded in and overflowing with love for one another, for self, for the world, all creation, and especially for God. Sweet to say and think about, incredibly difficult to live into in our thoughts, in our hearts, in our words and relationships. Jesus says it's possible. Maybe we should try it. We try new things all the time. We have tried many new things in the past two years. We tried staying home to reduce our chances of getting or sharing the coronavirus. We tried many different kinds of masks to find one that fits our face and protects others the best. We tried learning how to join virtual meetings, classes, and church services. We eventually tried being in public places again. But beyond trying new things related to living in a pandemic, we have all tried things specific to our lives and bodies. We've tried things about adjusting our sleep, our nutrition, our exercise habits. We've tried meditation or prayer or mental health supports. We are always looking for ways to grow, to be healthier, to feel more whole and well. And trying a new practice or becoming more aware of some aspect of ourselves is a natural part of growing as human beings. As people of faith, we are always growing in our desire to live lives that reflect our core beliefs about God. We are always growing into the full likeness of Christ. Our learning and growing in faith, as in other parts of our lives, follows a cyclical process of listening, living, and learning. Listening, living, and learning. Repeat. We listen with all our heart and mind and soul for what God is nudging us toward, toward health and wholeness. And we listen to trusted friends and colleagues, to scripture, to our hearts, about some new thing to try. Wondering what it would look and feel like to truly love our neighbor as ourselves. What it would look like to follow Jesus on the way, defined by generous love instead of competition. 
And at some point, our hearts and minds choose a new way of being to try out. And we move from listening to God to living. Living pays attention, chooses intentionality, creates a new habit or response that aligns with our values. In this case, our Christian values. Committing ourselves in thought and prayer and action to some part of love your enemies, do good, lend expecting nothing in return. Now, as fallible human beings, we also recognize that we are going to fail at whatever we try. So we hold ourselves accountable to our trying with a measure of love and forgiveness and remembering that we rely on God's grace and support for our attempts at living more faithfully. We seek new life in Christ by living something new, consciously adjusting our responses from anger and judgment to generosity and forgiveness. And we expect that faithful new adventures will bear fruit, will engage us more deeply with whatever it is that God is calling us into. Living into the questions, the possibilities, growing and becoming in God's image will change and transform us and in turn, the world around us. After we live into this new thing for a while, it becomes part of us. We think about it less often. We make little adjustments to do that thing better, to be more true to our values, our faith, and God's ability to transform us and the world through us. And after we've been trying something for a time, we can consciously choose a time of reflection or learning when we reflect on how our lives, our thinking, our faith, who we know ourselves to be, have changed because of this thing, this new thing we tried. In faith, we ask where God is present in our lives. We look back to see where we've been held in love and care, where we're being nurtured to grow. We ask what we know about ourselves that we didn't know before. What have we learned by trying this new thing? And seeing God's presence with us, we begin the cycle of listening, living, and learning again, wondering what God nudges us toward next in our lifelong becoming more like Jesus, loving one another as we desire to be loved. The cycle of listening, living, and learning happens through all our lives, and simultaneously in different parts of our lives. We're in different places in this cycle. Back to Jesus, standing there on the plain, face to face with a crowd of eager disciples. 
like any teacher or parent. He wouldn't need to give particular instructions about what to do or not do if his listeners were already doing the right thing. And in this case, the right thing is loving one another with generosity and forgiveness. As our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, has often said, if it isn't about love, then it isn't about God. If we hear Jesus' message as a list of rules, then we will approach them with fear of breaking someone else's rules and a tendency to err on the side of caution. If we hear them as an assurance of the stability of God's love, overflowing, contagious, we will find ourselves calm and ready to listen. Our hearts and ears will be open to God's nudging into new ways of living together in love. The promise Jesus makes, the difference this will make for us, is that we will receive a good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. What more encouragement do we need to work on being loving, generous, and forgiving? This week, I invite each one of us to listen for God's nudging invitation to do just one of those things Jesus talks about. It could be loving someone we see as an enemy or giving up those quick judgments we make of other people. We're trying really hard to treat other people the way we want to be treated. Some of us may need to listen to our hearts and God about how to do this. Others of us may be at the stage of living in new ways, having already decided to do something and trying it out. Some may be at the point where we've tried something for a while and it's time to reflect and learn and figure out what comes next. Let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear what you heard or tried or learned. Let us pray. God of kindness, interrupting our vicious cycles of resentment and revenge, teach us to walk the way of forgiveness beyond all accounting and to love the gift that has no measure through Jesus Christ, who died for all. Amen.